professional, clean, and courteous. Call 429-1196 for all your plumbing or heating needs. As we like to say, if you find a leak, let Dan take a peek. ERA Carroll Realty is back with the 7th Annual Holiday Shopping Sweepstakes. This is your chance to win $1,000 in gift certificates and chamber bucks from our Sheridan and Buffalo merchants. And we've tied into a national campaign to give you a chance at winning $15,000 cash. Five winners will receive prizes totaling $1,000 to retailers like Nest Home and Holiday, Balanced Healing Salt and Sauna, Kilpatrick Creations, Buffalo Computing Consulting, Bucks Travel Shop, and Chopper's Deli. Just go to the contest page at sharedandmedia.com. Enter once each day through December 12th. Hi, this is Alicia Carroll with ERA Carroll Realty. We're about more than real estate. We're about family, friendship, and community. Happy holidays. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. The museum at the Bighorns has released some big, Big news last week, and this morning I am joined by the executive director of the museum at the Bighorns, Danny Stuckle. Good morning, Danny, and welcome back to the show. Good morning. Thanks for having me back again. Now, how was your Thanksgiving? Really good. I was fortunate to spend it with some new friends, and my mom was here from North Dakota, and it was it was really good. Good. That's fantastic. Where did, where did you guys go? Just a private residence? Yeah, I actually um, had Thanksgiving with uh, Paul Del Rossi and Marie Lowe and some of their friends and family. Aww. It was really generous of them to invite my mom and I over, and we really appreciated that. That's fantastic. That's what Thanksgiving's all about, isn't it? Yeah. Just gathering together. Now, last time we had the museum on, I spoke with Chip King. Uh, He really knows his museum. I enjoyed him. He was a great addition to the team. Uh, when, When did he start working there? He's been with us since June. He came as a visitor services coordinator, so he runs our front end, our museum store, makes sure everything's open to the public when we say it's going to be. And he's just been a real joy to have around. He does just all kinds of um, odd, odd jobs for me, fixing things. He has a theater background, so he's good at cobbling things together when I need them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Those theater people, they, they make a lot out of very little, don't they? They know how to get that done. Yeah. He's, he, he's new to the museum world, but he's learning fast. He's a smart guy that I can teach, which is what I was looking for. Yeah. Now, I know there's there's big mu- big news about the museum, but first I want to talk about Giving Tuesday. What is Giving Tuesday? Giving Tuesday is tomorrow, the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, and the people who started it wanted to, um, they were looking at all of the things around Thanksgiving and the Black Friday, and then all of these other events started up on Saturday, their Small Business Saturday there's Cyber Monday, and they were disheartened that nonprofits kind of got lost in the shuffle when 
you know, Thanksgiving is about being thankful and sharing things with other people, and this all gets lost. So they started promoting Giving Tuesday as a way to get back to the intention of Thanksgiving and being grateful and sharing your your wealth and um, your wealth of time, your wealth of money, your wealth of other resources with other organizations that could really use it. And it's loosely organized. They do have a website, but it's not like some of the other giving days where you have to give to a particular website. They just want you to go to your local nonprofit that you care about. So any any of the nonprofits in town, uh, I think almost all of them have something on their social media feed about Giving Tuesday. If you want to give to our organization, this is where you can do it. Most of them redirect you to their main website, which is what we have done as well. Our social media feeds and our website show point to where you can go and make a donation. And so there's nobody that's taking a cut of it. You can just go directly and support the organizations that you want to. And it's just a reminder to everybody, this is this is what the season is all about. Thanksgiving, Christmas, all, all the holidays, reflection at the end of the year, um, tax breaks, <laughs> <laughs> um, all of those, all of those reasons to give and to just feel good and support your community. Absolutely. And, and as you said, it, it doesn't have to be monetary. It right. can be volunteer of time. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of ways to give. And I, I have been fortunate enough to have opportunities opportunities to get to know the other executive directors in town and the local community is so fortunate to have so many great organizations and all of them can use the help and support including us but everybody else as well it's a plug for all the nonprofits. Oh, so that's fantastic so this is for everybody in town yeah um and and we would uh, appreciate uh, like a donation of time or funds to our local museum absolutely how can somebody give to our museum. Go to our website museumbighorns.org and there's a, a donation page right on there. And right on the very main landing page there's a link to help guide you to where to donate. Now, did we take part in this last year? Do you remember? I'm not sure if we've participated before. Uh I, last year I don't think I did anything to promote it. Uh we have a number of new board members and one of them was asking me what are we doing and uh, oh, this is a good reminder that I need to do something. So, right. So thank you to my board member, Wendy, who pushed me to to make sure we were including this. How many new board members do you guys have up there? We have we have five new ones with a fifth new one coming on um, at the end of the year. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, fresh eyes on uh, situations and things like that. Yeah. Now, what will the funds be used for if someone were to donate monetarily? Most of our funds are being used to support our collections and our um, exhibits. They will be used for, we have a number of big projects coming up, as you have alluded to, that the funding will help us with. There's always, people are always concerned how much of this will go to admin. Well, 100% of everything we spend, including staff salaries, goes to supporting the collections and exhibits and programs. Um, So... So it covers a wide variety of things in our budget, but we really do try to make sure we're earmarking things for the benefit of the collections and the benefit of exhibits and programs. And, you know, when you're contributing to uh, the museum and those collections, um, you're really helping to preserve Sheridan history. 
there. Yes. Yep. We're the only general history museum in in the region, and there are certainly other really good museums in in the area. But they have very focused missions: the Kendrick Mansion, the forts, some of the state historic sites um, in the area, and uh, the Britain. Um, every everything that's in the area has very specific focused missions where they're collecting something very specific and doing programming around around those topics and their scope doesn't typically broaden much beyond that and mm-hmm. we're we have the widest mission and scope we if something is related to the geographic footprint of the bighorn mountains it's in our radar so we we collect um a much broader segment of local history than the other organizations do, which, you know, you have to focus on what your mission is. And that's what our mission is, is to collect and preserve the region's history. And how many items you guys have down there? Like something around 30,000? I think we have about 30,000 items. Man, that is a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, But I mean, that varies from, you know, quilts, uh, buttons, all kinds of pieces of Sheridan history yeah. are down there. Yep. What exhibits are up right now that someone can go and visit? We have a, a cross-section of local history from dinosaurs up until the current era. Um, we have information about Native American culture in the area, mili- the first military excursions into the area, some of the battles. Um, the uh, battles from the Indian Wars up until uh, um, we have some dioramas about early Sheridan history, Monarch, uh, what that community looked like and, and the role it played in coal mining and, and just the bringing immigrants into the local region and what that had for an impact on local history and the local community and, and how the community developed from all of those people from different backgrounds coming here. And I love that kind of stuff because it's it's when we look back through our history, it is a lesson for the situations where we're at now. You know, um, a lot of people might think, well, why is it this way? Well, look back through your history and you'll find a pretty good reason as to why it is the way that it is, whatever that is. Uh, what are some other ways that people can give to their museum? We are always looking for volunteers to help us with different projects. We have a number of events coming up that we can use help with. We're always looking for artists who want to do demonstrations. I actually have some grant money right now to pay some artists for their time, so I would love to connect with some people of what the next few months looks like for us, where we can do programming. Um, that That's certainly something that I would like to continue to do typically the winter is a slow period for us and i really want it to turn into something where we're known for always having local programming even in even in this slow time where there's not as many tourists i want residents to be able to think of us as as having interesting engaging programming and and working with local artists and uh, just local talented people who um no no different traditional skills do you know how to do woodworking, anything like that. We we would love to feature that at the museum, and and I do have some some grant funding to help pay for people, pay for people's times also, their time also if they can't just simply volunteer for us. You know, one of my favorite things to learn about was uh, blacksmithing. 
Yeah. And there's blacksmiths all over the place. But it wasn't until I moved to this region that I really saw the old way of doing things is being preserved right here. Yeah. And I love to watch that go down. Yep, that's fascinating. Man, it's so fascinating to see. But at the same time, you've got people who flint nap. Yeah. Something that uh, has been lost for the majority of us. Yeah. But when you really sit down and watch this take place, it's fascinating. And as the museum, we want to have a role in helping to preserve those traditions. And and having the grant funding that we have, we got funding from the Kibbe Foundation and the Scott Foundation to help us pay artists specifically to do that. And the grant that we wrote that was approved calls for some of the artwork to be preserved in our collection. So we're we're helping to preserve the art form, support the artists who are doing that work, and then also have items in our join being added to our collection to help demonstrate this is who made it. They were an artist from our community. This was the the program and we have this now for forever to demonstrate to people what these crafts are like. And you've got a holiday open house coming up. Tell me about that real quick. December 16th. Um, I don't remember what the hours are. I think they're in the afternoon from one to four. Um, people can double check our website for those hours. That's usually when we do the open house. Uh, we do this annually in December, right before we close for a few months in the winter. And uh, we, I'm hoping to have some artists there to do some demonstrations and we'll have, I've got a, a bunch of, we have an alcohol permit, so I've got some beer to give away. Uh, we'll have hot chocolate or cider or something for people who don't want the beer and uh, some food, Christmas goodies. That's fantastic. And folks, I'm going to take a quick commercial break, but this holiday open house is the last opportunity you're going to have to attend the an open house at the current location. When we come back, Danny and I are going to be discussing the upcoming relocation of the museum at the Bighorn. Stay with us. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Are you ready to make this holiday season truly merry and bright? Look no further than First Federal Bank and Trust for our exclusive holiday CD special. For a limited time, enjoy a fantastic 5.38% annual percentage yield on their three-month CD special with no minimum deposit required. That's right, $0 to get started. Or if you're looking to make a grand investment, we're offering a remarkable 5.48% APY for those who open with $250,000 or more. Don't wait. This holiday CD special won't last long. Visit us online at efirstfederal.bank. Member FDIC. Today is the final day of the ShareToMedia.com Cyber Weekend Auction and bidding ends tonight at 8 o'clock. And we have some awesome gift ideas for you. We have a Smitty Built Adjustable Toe Bar Kit from Peak Power Sports. Food certificates from Just La Do It Saloon and Steakout. Potter River Pizza, Smith Alley Brewing, Centennial Theater, My Buddy's Place, Mr. Jim's Pizza, and the list goes on. Fill your stocking stuffer list right here, but you better hurry. The auction ends tonight at 8 o'clock at ShareToMedia.com. This public service announcement sponsored by Pilch Engineering, serving Sheridan and Johnson Counties. Come to the Kendrick Mansion's annual holiday open house for live music, Father Christmas, and figgy pudding on December 1st, 2nd, and 3rd from 4 to 7 p.m. On December 1st only, Shanna Marie Moments Photography will be offering free photos with Father Christmas. Admission is $4 per adult and children are free. The Kendrick Mansion is located at Trail Inn State Historic Site in Sheridan. Visit trailin.org or call 307-674-4589 for more information. 
Sheridan Media wants to thank each of you who opened your hearts again this year during the 26th annual Christmas Wish Campaign. We continue working very hard to help our neighbors and friends struggling to make ends meet due to an accident, sudden unemployment, or illness this holiday season. Many wishes have been submitted, and we're in the process of granting as many as we can. But we can always use your help. If you're interested in helping with the 2023 Christmas Wish Campaign, the best way at this point is with a cash donation. Our committee uses all cash donations as necessary for each individual wish. If you'd like to help, we've made it easy. You can donate online at SheridanMedia.com. You can mail your donation to Sheridan Media, P.O. Box 5086, Sheridan, Wyoming, 82801. Or bring it to our office at 1716 KROE Lane during business hours. Our Christmas wish partners this year include Atlas Chiropractic, First Federal Bank and Trust, Heartland Kubota, Advanced Auto Body, Wyoming Corporate Office, and Odell Construction. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning I am speaking with the executive director of the museum at the Bighorn, Danny Stuckel. Now I have teased big news in the first part of the show. Danny, what's the big news? The museum at the Bighorns is going to be relocating to downtown Sheridan. We'll be in the historic Woolworths building which is um, the building that Bison Union is in right now will be taking up the space where Bighorn Designs is. As they relocate themselves, that space will open up and we'll be able to move into that. Why now? Well, I've been here for just a little over a year now, and one of the reasons I came here was because of the historic downtown. When I was looking at places where I wanted to, um, where I would want to be working in a museum, Sheridan had so many of the things I was looking for. The size of the population, the the college, the the tourism that comes here, the location, the mountains, of course. But the historic downtown, I joke I've joked since I came here that it's like a Hallmark movie. And I really, really have a high appreciation for what Sheridan has done to preserve and maintain the downtown area. And the foot traffic there and the vehicle traffic there is much higher than what we are experiencing up on the hill by the interstate. And when I first came here, I thought that was a really good location. But now that I've been here for a year and see how the community functions, where people gravitate to naturally, and downtown is just the heart of the community. Everything that happens that's important here happens downtown. And people just naturally spend time down there. And it would be good for us to be part of that, I think. At first, myself and the board, we were all very hesitant. As community leaders recommended that we consider that, we were very hesitant to make that decision. But it just became clear that if we could find a space, it would be something to consider. And the there's not a lot of space to move to downtown if you're looking for the size that the thousands of square feet that we needed as a museum and and we were very concerned about what would this look like what would it cost us and the stars aligned Paul Del Rossi and his development group purchased the Woolworth building right when we were making the decision that this is worth continuing to think about it my board president Thane McGelkey has a solid relationship with Paul and was talking to him about the the building and said hey how do you feel about having a museum in this space? There's a, a the space where we're going to be is back farther. It's not really near the the windows where retail um, 
retailers would like to be. So it was kind of an awkward space that he wasn't sure what he was going to do with either. And when Thane recommended um, he think about, you know, maybe the museum could go there, it, things just kind of clicked. And we just were rolling down the hill at that point, and it's speed picked up, and things just kept happening. And it just seemed like such an obvious obvious move for us to make after we had started thinking that way. It's kind of like when the dam breaks, right? Yes. You, you're thinking about it, you're thinking about it, the dam's still there, but then a little crack happens, yep. and then as soon as things get moving, holy cow, they are they are just blowing right through. Yeah, when we took this to the rest of our board, we had four new board members coming on as we were in the process of making this decision, and they were immediately, uh, every one of them, very excited about this opportunity, and we knew then that, yep, this is moving forward. We're 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 in this now. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic to hear as well because I could understand the hesitation. Yeah, thirty thousand items. Yeah. Not only do I need to get these relocated, but I need to relocate them to a place of preservation. Yeah. Because that's really a huge part of your mission. To yeah. Preserve these things. Yeah. And you can't just preserve them anywhere. They right. require certain conditions. Yeah. And and Paul and his partners have been incredibly generous to us. Um, we have some space that we're going to be moving into that they're just contributing to the museum, and. Um, we're still working out some of the details of our lease, but they have been so thoughtful about how they want to go about this. They recognize the value of having the museum downtown. If we are there providing programming and regular hours, it helps support the other businesses and helps bring other people to town and really just creates a cultural center in the middle of this retail area that is good for everybody. And they, they recognize the benefits to their business as well of having us there and have been really good partners so far. And, and I'm just really excited that this is happening and it's the excitement is helping to tamper my stress just a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) People keep asking, why do you need so much time? It's going to be the spring of 2025 before we open again. And people are asking, why do you need so much time? And then once I start listing we have to move all of these objects. We have to do inventories. We have to figure out, um, you know, how we can best move these things without breaking them, which takes a lot of time and thought and, uh, you know, just looking at other museum professionals. I have helped move collections before, but it's always good to touch base with other professionals and say, this is what we're doing. And that just takes a lot of time. Yeah. And then there's some remodeling, some construction that we need to do to make the space a good museum space. Right now it's being used as a manufacturing and, and retail space. And so it's it's not pretty. Right, right. <laughs> we wanna, it, it's, it's useful. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So we, we want to spend some time and money making sure that it's aesthetically pleasing, that people want to spend time there. And... We are going to be completely redoing all of our exhibits. We'll be working with a professional design firm, exhibit design firm, to to help build new exhibits. And that takes time and money also. We'll be doing fundraising around that, hopefully having some sponsorships where people can help support us that way. But we think that the excitement of having new interpretation, telling new stories, we'll be telling the same history that, that people are familiar with, 
but we want to have a really engaging, attractive, appealing, hands-on experience for people. And this is the time to do that. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, like you said, it, it, it becomes a great partnership where shoppers downtown see the museum. Maybe they want to take a break from shopping. They don't want to leave yet, but they want to go in, wander around, look at some Sheridan history, and then continue shopping. Yeah. It keeps them down there. Yeah. Maybe some people roll into town and they're like me. Where's the local museum? I want yeah. to learn about the area. Okay, well, that takes me downtown. Yeah. While we're down here, let's go ahead and check out what they've got to offer. Yeah, I, I think that will we'll help build off of each other. The the other organizations that are down there, there, there are other nonprofits downtown. Um, a, lot of, a lot of the businesses are retail establishments, and, and I think that will help build off of each other and our audiences and our Who's who's doing business with us? I think will will help um, support each other. It just it just seems like a natural fit. Uh, you know, when when my boss uh, came down and said, you know, this is happening. Let's go ahead and get that up online as soon as we can. I thought, well, of course, perfect fit. You know, uh, our museum downtown, which in itself, especially in this day and age, is becoming a museum in itself. You know, yeah. so many places have lost their downtown. Yeah. And and you're right. A lot of people come down here to Sheridan to experience that. And I think it's great. Yeah. Is there any way that the community can help with this endeavor? Yes. We we need support in so many ways. There are so many moving parts to all of this. I'll be looking for volunteers who can help me move things, who can help us do inventory. We'll need people who will help us do the thinking at the front end about what our exhibits are going to look like. We'll need people who will be generous with their with their time, but also their money. This is we're we're still working out what our budget looks like for this, but depending on so many factors, this project could cost us anywhere from two to three million, and we'll really need the community's help to make sure we can keep moving forward with with every everything that needs to happen. Um, and I just keep finding discovering. Things that I hadn't thought of before. Oh, this is going to cost me X amount of money. I didn't even include that yet. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's kind of that way. It, you know, it's not moving a museum, but people relocating to a, a new house or something. Yeah. We go through the same thing. Yep. Oh, I failed to think about this part because I was thinking about all of that. Yeah. We all experience that. And you're experiencing it on a, a mass level. Yeah. Here. It's like taking all of grandma's really delicate items and trying to figure out how to get them to a new house. Well, and that's one of the things that has caused me the most stress and heartburn in this whole process. A number of these things, you know, you you can't control some of these issues. You can't control whether the flooring gets shipped on time. There's, There's a bunch of stuff you just can't control and you have to let that go. But taking care of the objects that are part of the community's history and being very careful about how we inventory these objects, how we handle them, how we move them. Some of them are incredibly delicate. They're often priceless. You can't find another thing that belonged to that person again. And so that is where my stress comes from in this whole process is that if things get broken, that's on me. If things get broken, they're lost to the community. And um, I'm, I want to make sure that we're doing what we need to do to make sure that that doesn't happen or that it's minimized as much as we possibly can. Well, Danny, I can tell you right now, uh, 
no one better suited to to get this done. I want to thank you so much for coming in this morning and speaking with me. It's always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you for having me. All right. When we come back, we're going to speak with the Trail End State Historic Site. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930K, are we? At 103.9 FM. Shared. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Shared Media as part of their community commitment. Lanyap Ministries and Grace Anglican Church will be receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Wearing Sheridan Chevrolet has never seen this many new vehicles on the lot, and more are arriving daily. You'll find Silverado 1500s, 2500s, 3500s, Equinox, Traverse, the all-new redesigned tracks, Trailblazer, Malibu, Suburban. There has not been this many new vehicles on the lot for years. Even better yet, rebates are back. Wearing Sheridan Chevrolet, where the road meets the season and your next adventure awaits online. Wearing Sheridan.com, 170 Stouser. Experience the wearing way of vehicle buying. Wild Renovation understands that all situations are different, and they want you to know that they're judgment-free. No matter the state of your home, if you're looking to get out from under it or just want to walk away due to the amount of work that it needs, Wild Renovation is here to help. They'll look at any home, no matter the condition, and make you an offer. Get money for your home without involving a realtor. Learn more at wildrenovation.com or find them on Facebook. Today's the final day of the ShareToMedia.com Cyber Weekend Auction. Bidding ends tonight at 8 o'clock, and we have some awesome Cyber Weekend gift ideas that include gym memberships from Anytime Fitness, fireworks from WizBank Fireworks. Get your carpeting cleaned with certificates from ChemDry, health, beauty, food, entertainment. Go skiing at Red Lodge Mountain. You can fill your stocking stuffer list right here. You better hurry. The Cyber Weekend Auction ends tonight at 8 o'clock at ShareToMedia.com. McDonald's restaurants in Sheridan have a career opportunity for you. They're looking for enthusiastic open and closer crew members to join their fantastic team starting at $17 per hour. At McDonald's, Larry Starro and the crew are all about helping you reach your goals. Open and closer crew members are the heart and soul of McDonald's. Ready to join the fun? $17 per hour? Go online to mchire.com to submit your application or stop by any Sheridan McDonald's location to pick up an application in person. McDonald's is an equal opportunity employer. and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. For our second part this morning, I'm joined by one of the busiest people in Sheridan County, State Historic Site Superintendent Sherry Shada. Good morning, Sherry, and welcome back to the show. Thank you. Now, uh, there are some traditional events coming up at our traditional historic sites. Uh, that's what we're here to talk about. Let's talk about the Kendrick Mansion, or the official name, Trail Inn. Yes, we have our annual holiday open house coming up this weekend, December 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. It has been an annual tradition for almost 40 years now. 
So we have uh, figgy pudding, hot cider. Of course, Father Christmas will be there. And live music that changes on the hour. Something new this year is on Friday night only. We have a photographer coming to take complimentary photos of you with Father Christmas. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's Shanna Marie Moments Photography. And so she'll be there from 4 to 7 p.m. with Father Christmas. Um, Folks can get their photos taken and then download their photos from her website after the event. How neat. And, And these are complimentary. They are completely. That's amazing. This is such a big event. A lot of people look forward to this every year. It's kind of their kickoff to their holiday season. Uh, get up there. You see those beautiful decorations, that classic Christmas feel, right? Do, is it really kind of a Dickens Christmas feel, or is this more like a Western? Oh, it's more, yeah, I'd say more Victorian, because our Father Christmas is more earthy. He's not Santa with the bright red Not the Coca-Cola scent. Nope, he's not. He has a maroon fur-lined, you know, fake fur-trimmed coat that he wears, and he has a a wreath that is, you know, nature-inspired, so, you know, vines and berries and things like that. And he carries a staff that is wrapped with leather and bells, and it's a whole different feel. And, you know, for me, that's... That's Santa. You know what I mean? That's really the the Father Christmas Santa's my Santa. Now, uh, what is figgy pudding, my friend? Yes. What is it? (laughs) (laughs) So we probably really only recognize it from um, the line in the song that says, and bring us some figgy pudding. (laughs) Uh, That's how we know about it. But pudding in uh, England is more of a cake. And so that's what this is. And it's, you know, got flour and eggs and figs in it. Um, Don't let that scare you. It really tastes just like um, a cake. It's got molasses in it, so it's dark, and that is the sweetener. Um, But the best part is the lemon sauce that goes on top because it's just eggs, lemon, and sugar, (laughs) and that's that's what makes it really good. And so uh, you can come in the kitchen and try figgy pudding. Oh, that's amazing. I've I've never tried figgy pudding. I might have to give that a shot. And, you know, again, this is a great way to kind of kick off your holiday spirit, folks. Uh, get you right into the feeling of the season. And uh, a quick question, will Father Christmas actually take Christmas lists and and, and talk to some of the kids, or is he more there for uh, on holiday himself? Oh, no, he's working. <laughs> it's his busiest time, too. So he will talk to children of all ages, and uh, he will take letters and Christmas lists and whatnot, and um You get to see him and visit with him, have your one-on-one time. And then uh, after you visit with him, you get a bell from his reindeer. Oh, goodness. He does not give out candy canes because I won't let him, (laughs) (laughs) quite honestly. I'm a curator, and I don't want candy all over the uh, carpet. So, um, Rightfully so. So So we have an agreement with Father Christmas. You coming to get a bell uh, from him after you talk with him, and each bell will have trail end and the year on it, 2023 this year, and then property of whatever reindeer uh, it came from. So, oh, that is adorable. Yeah. I think I, that's a lot better than candy canes. Anyway, right. I can take that and hang it in my tree. Exactly. And people come and they collect them. And we've been doing this for, gosh, over 10 years now, maybe 11 or 12. And oh, we wow. have people who come and now our bells are collectors for them. Collector oh, I sets. think that's fantastic. Now, how much and when? Yes. Yeah, so December 1st, 2nd, and 3rd from 4 to 7 each night. Children are free, but they must be with an adult, and adult admission is $4. 
Oh, that's not much at all. And and you get quite a few people up we here during this, don't do. you? We um, do. A thousand people over the weekend feels very slow, but I found out that 1,700 is a little too many. <laughs> <laughs> there is a limit. So the more the merrier. We really want people to come out. We have live music that changes on the hour, and so you get to go into the drawing room and listen to people um, we've got all sorts of musicians from somebody playing a uh, pump organ in the foyer to piano playing and sing-alongs in the drawing room. And then our handbell choir will be performing in the ballroom four different times. So people don't have to crowd into that first performance. They can spread out over four different performances. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Now, Christmas with the Kendricks. This is one that always kind of excites me every year because yeah. the dedication of these actors is just absolutely amazing. When is this one taking place? This one is December um, 15, 16, and 17th. You have to buy your tickets in advance, and they go on sale this week on November 30th. And this is the opposite of our holiday open house. Instead of being loud and chaotic and um just self-guided it's it's small it's private tours uh you get to go through and you see actors in different rooms you hear a story unfold you're learning history whether you realize it or not because everything's based on real people and real events and it is a completely different feel um still holidays but a completely different feel from the open house yeah yeah something i would almost dare say a little more personal oh definitely yeah yeah now how does this how does this work? Uh we go over it every year, but I do like mm-hmm. to touch on okay, I show up and then is it a tour? Is it a, a I just go and do whatever I want? Right. So, on the 15th and 16th the tours are from 5 to 8 p.m. and they start every 15 minutes. So, when you get your tickets, you can choose your tour time. You can get your tickets online, in person or by phone and um you would check in at the carriage house those two evenings, Friday and Saturday. You start at the carriage house, and then a tour guide will lead you over to the mansion. What's different on Sunday is that it's in the afternoon from 2 to 5, and that's our handicap accessible tours. So on Sunday, you start at the mansion, there's less walking, and our elevator will be in use. So if you can't do the stairs or walk as far, we have made plans on Sunday to accommodate those groups. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So anyway, you go through with... Uh, your group of six people and um, you're with your group the whole time you stay with the actors and this year it's going to be a little different we don't have tour guides the actors are taking you from area to area themselves oh wow why was that changed well uh, this is our fifth year of doing it and we wanted to make it different the Kendricks had um, a big uh, housewarming party on New Year's Day 1914 and we are recreating it so We know, and the newspaper wrote all about it, so we know who was there, which of their family and friends were helping, where they were put in the house to help, where, what they served, how it was decorated. So when you come in, you're being transported back in time to 1914, and these are the people who are meeting you and talking to you and interacting with you this year. So we've added a lot of new elements to the tour. Oh, that is amazing. And you know, back then, newspapers reported on that kind of stuff, because you know, it was a big event, especially the Kendrick Mansion. Oh, for sure. We know not only who helped, but what guests attended. 
because they wrote about it that in the paper too. That's <laughs> oh, just crazy so, the detail that they. Oh, and thank goodness, yeah. yeah so yeah. that you can sit back and recreate that whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Tell me about these actors. Are yeah. all the actors the same from last year, or do the kiddos kind of age out and they no. take on different roles? <laughs> Right. So nobody really ages out. Anybody who's interested um, gets a part. This year's our biggest cast ever. Normally we have about 15. We have 28 people this year, which is fantastic because they had so many people really helping them for their event in 1914. So we had plenty of parts to write for people this year. And so we have so many people that our visitors will encounter this year. Now, did you have any trouble filling those roles, or is it one of those situations where actors in town hear about this, and boy, they jump right on it? We had um, a ton of people who heard about it and told their friends, and in some cases um, had their own family members come up, um, because we really, we have a hard time finding guys. We have a ton of women and children who want to help, but we need a John Kendrick every year. (laughs) That can kind of be hard to find. Um, because, I mean, we said it in different time periods, but John Kendrick has to be a certain age. He can't be a 12-year-old kid, you right, know, right. right? We can't fudge it like that. So we definitely need adult men to portray. So um, in one case, I had a family come audition, and, and the dad showed up, and a little girl said, hey, Dad. And I said, oh, are you here to pick her up or audition? And he said, yes. My wife told me to come audition, <laughs> and I'll take her home. So <laughs> like, okay, thank you. It's great to hear that you've yeah. got so much help up there. And are these like scripted parts? Are they given just kind of a, a general idea and they ad lib? Nope. They are absolutely scripted because they are based on real people and things that happen. So we want to make sure we are portraying um, events accurately, giving real details. And a lot of that comes from not just the newspaper, but Mm. when it comes to the personality, journals and things like that, right? Yeah. Yes. Letters, diaries, photographs. Wow. Um, This year, because they had so many friends involved, found 1914 um, high school yearbooks. And that was really fun, um, the way they described the classmates. And and yeah, I mean, we pulled from everything. The city directories. Yeah. That's a lot of work. Yeah. I had people helping for the first time, they did some research for me and helped me write it. And it was really fantastic. Four of us worked hard on this. Oh, that's great. And this is great to hear because so much work has been put into making sure that this is, is exactly how it was. What, what, what does it take to get the costuming done? Uh, uh, the YO Theater has been really super. Um, they've helped us every year come up with things. Uh, and then people pull from what they have because thankfully men's clothing hasn't changed that much. <laughs> <laughs> so the Wyoming suit, fashions, right? right? <laughs> Maybe the width of your collar or tie has changed over the years, but mainly suit, men's suits are the same. Um, and, and so that makes it easy too. When did these dedicated folks really start rehearsing? We, they have their scripts. They auditioned uh, earlier this month. They have their scripts and we will start rehearsal next week. We'll rehearse for two weeks and then perform for three days. Oh, that's amazing. When, when and where can we get some tickets? Yes. So um, this Thursday, November 30th, tickets go on sale. You can buy them on our website, trailend.org, or you can call the mansion between one and four in the afternoon or stop in in person one to four every afternoon. They're not physical tickets. Um, you get an email confirmation with the information. Um, but however you want to buy your tickets, you can do it online, in person, or by phone. Now, let's 
how fast do these things usually go? Pretty quick. Um, the the tour length. Yeah. Yeah. So this year it'll probably be at least forty five minutes by the time they start at the carriage house. They'll get the history of the event, so they know what they're walking into, and then go through the entire event. And these tickets, they sell out pretty quick. They do. They have always sold out. So make sure that uh, you're jumping on there if you really want to attend this. What a great family event. Go up there with the kids. Kind of show them how it was in 1914. And uh, do it as a family. You know, Um, I think it would be fantastic. So make sure you're getting these tickets earlier rather than later, folks. Earlier rather than later. Undecorating day. Yes, what goes up has to come down. <laughs> it's always so sad, but it's faster. <laughs> and first off, dedicated yeah. individuals go up yeah. every year. And and for them, that's their kickoff for the holiday season. Yeah, we had a really great mix of new and returning volunteers this year, the weekend before Thanksgiving, who came and helped us decorate. And so in four hours, we had the whole mansion done. Uh, we had over 20 people come and help us. And then, um, but after the holidays, we also appreciate help taking it down. So on January 6th at 10 a.m., it's a Saturday, we will pack everything up. It only takes about two hours, and we appreciate any help people are willing to give. About how many folks are you really looking for? Um, Honestly, as many who can come. We used to not get very many, and it was staff because we'd do it on a weekday, you know, whatever day the mansion closed. Now we've moved it to a Saturday after the holidays. Nobody wants to decorate before the holidays, so <laughs> that's always extra sad. So we moved it to a Saturday in January, and we tend to get a lot of help, and we're very appreciative. So whoever would like to come. Oh, that's fantastic. So make sure if you want to be up there and help them out, uh, contact you directly. And kind of yeah, show yeah, you can call the mansion, 307-674-4589, or just show up on Saturday morning, January 6th at 10 o'clock. Shifting locations, the fight anniversary talk and battlefield walk. This is something years ago uh, in another lifetime. My, uh, I was on loan to a unit, and this unit was a little bit smaller. We came up here and did almost exactly what this is. It is an experience not to be missed. This is amazing. Tell us about it. Right. So at Fort Phil Kearney, uh, our other historic site just outside of Sheridan is the anniversary of the Fetterman fight or Battle of the Hundred in the Hand, uh, December 21st, weather depending, and it's always weather depending because it's December 21st, um, we are having a talk about the fight. Um, It was 1866. It was the biggest... um, embarrassment, um, defeat that the army had, uh, had at the hands of native Americans, um, until the battle of little bighorn. And so you can hear all about it at the visitor center at the fort, 10 AM Thursday, December 21st. And the talk will be given by Donovan Sprague, who is part of our advisory board for the Fort Phil Kearney Bozeman trail association. He's also a historian and author um, he teaches at Sheridan College, and he is uh, Minikoju Lakota, and so he will be speaking about the fight. Afterwards, at 11.30, we have Jim Powers, who is uh, an architect, uh, sorry, archaeological technician, and he will be doing a walk and talk at the battlefield from an archaeological perspective. Oh, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, he can say, we found this over here, that over there, and it tells this story. 
Yeah, where things were found really show how what happened where. It helps helps give more of a an idea of what happened. That's amazing. How many items did they find oh. right offhand? I, oh. I, I, I'm not looking for a specific yeah. number, but was there a lot? Well, I mean, on the 21st and the 22nd, the Army went over and recovered the bodies of the 81 men from the fort who went over to fight. Um, the 100 years after that, people found things, you know, it became a ranch afterwards. Um, it wasn't a designated historic site until... Um, about the 1980s or so, so it was private land. Um, a lot of people went out on their own. They found things. They've been donated. We just got a collection donated with over 100 things that were found in 1966 oh to 67. Wow. Yeah. yeah, so a lot of things have surfaced. Um, stuff still comes up. I mean, things literally come to the surface out there. Yeah. It's amazing to think, you know, such a horrendous battle um, for both sides, but so much being left behind. And yeah. kind of unknowingly, you know, yeah. uh, but it gives us such a great opportunity in, in this time to look back on this and figure out what the heck happened. Now, uh, real quick, I, I'm running out of time, but the trail <laughs> in and Fort Phil Kearney first day hikes. What do we need to keep in mind? Yeah. Also weather dependent, but um, on January 1st at 10 a.m. meet at trail in and we will do a history hike around the neighborhood. Uh, we'll be gone about an hour. It's very easy terrain. And then at the fort at one o'clock, we'll go through the upper stockade and do another history walk. Um, afterwards, refreshments are served inside both locations. And it's part of America State Parks initiatives to get out and start your year off in a healthy manner. A lot of Wyoming State Parks are participating in this. Oh, really? So yeah. a lot of people in other locations are having first, what are they, yeah, first, first day, day hikes. hikes. Yep, yeah. Yep. And, and who came up with this? Why was this like a thing? Uh, it's been going on for more than 20 years, and I don't know who came up with it, but it's a good way to promote healthy activities and, and start your year off on a good foot, I guess. And enjoy your historic Yeah, sites. exactly. All right, ma'am. Can we have all the dates and the times for the events one more time? Yes. Okay. December 1st, 2nd, and 3rd at Trail Land is our holiday open house from 4 to 7 p.m. Admission is $4 for adults and children are free. December 15, 16, and 17 are our guided tours with actors, Christmas with the Kendricks. Tickets are $15, available starting November 30th, online or in person at Trail End. And decorating day at Trail End is January 6th at 10 a.m. The Fennerman fight uh, activities at Fort Phil Kearney are a talk at 10 a.m. and a battlefield walk at 11.30. You can do one or both, and those activities are free. And then our first day hikes at both sites, 10 a.m. at Trail Inn, 1 p.m. at Fort Phil Kearney, no charge. Sherry, thank you so much for coming in and speaking with me this morning. It's always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. All right. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan.
The team at First Federal Bank and Trust is once again partnered with Sheridan Media for our annual Christmas Wish Campaign, a campaign to help people who've fallen on temporary hard times. Our team at First Federal Bank and Trust is committed to helping individuals and families in our community who need a helping hand up. Our commitment has been and continues to be our community. In years past, the Christmas Wish program has provided gift certificates for groceries, gifts for children, and paying bills. I invite you to join the First Federal Bank and Trust team in supporting the Christmas Wish campaign. Our $5,000 gift card giveaway is going on right now. Ho, ho, ho. Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Company. Today and every weekday until December 22nd, we're giving away $250 in gift cards. Five $50 gift card winners each weekday for a grand total of $5,000 in Sheridan Commercial Company gift cards. Don't miss out. You can't win if you don't come in and register. Sign up today and every day. Merry Christmas from all of us at the Sheridan Commercial Company at 303 Broadway. If you're a Sheridan City resident, now's the time to sign up to receive critical emergency alerts from the city on your cell phone. Get information on severe weather, snow removal parking requirements, service outages, and more. The city's goal is for every city resident to sign up and receive these time-sensitive notifications, and now's the best time to do it. For more information and to sign up, scan the QR code in this week's Country Bounty or click the link on SheridanMedia.com. Just in time for your holiday dinners, the Health Nut announces that they have organic and natural turkeys, Beeler's spiral-cut hams, gluten-free and regular stuffing, fresh organic cranberries, organic yams and potatoes, gluten-free and regular gravy, gluten-free and regular dinner rolls, gluten-free and regular homemade pies, dairy-free and regular whipped topping. Order your Thanksgiving pies early. Pick them up to ensure they are fresh. The Health Nut, for healthy holiday dinners. Everyone's story is different, but one thing is always true. Your trade-in is just as important to the equation as the new vehicle. Hi, this is Brad at Primary Motors, and we recently had a customer whose trade-in had been taken care of like it was part of the family and had sentimental attachment. We already had a local customer in mind, and they knew each other. Both of our customers were glad that they had come to Primary Motors that day. See us today at Primary Motors, 2305 Cochrane Avenue, or online at primarymotors.com. Today's the final day of the ShareToMedia.com Cyber Weekend Auction. Bidding ends tonight at 8 o'clock, and we have some awesome Cyber Weekend gift ideas that include gym memberships from Anytime Fitness, fireworks from WizBank Fireworks. Get your carpeting cleaned with certificates from ChemDry, Health, Beauty, Food, Entertainment. Go skiing at Red Lodge Mountain. You can fill your stocking stuffer list right here. You better hurry. The Cyber Weekend Auction ends tonight at 8 o'clock at ShareToMedia.com. News Talk 930, now on 103.9 FM. News Talk 930.